Why he fighting fighting this? Why? What? 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 What, what is his goal? Welcome back to the immigrant section. It's your boy Abbas Wahab. Wherever you're listening, watching, make sure to smash that subscribe button so you could join the immigrant section, get these updates. Enough of that. With me today in the studio, the one and only, aka Black Zeus. I don't know what that last one was. When you just pointed, when you said hit that subscribe button. Now, does that line up to where the subscribe button is on the video? You think I'm playing games? <laughs> Imagine it was this side. People would be out, bro. Oh, you're just pointing to his side or are you actually pointing? Like, I'm doing this because the subscribe. Okay, the subscribe is at the bottom right. If you're watching this, it should be there, right? It's at the bottom right of the screen in the video, but also like in YouTube's How accurate platform. is where your finger is? Is it touching no, the box? No, it's like the bottom, okay, like the bottom right. the direction. That's a square, okay. son. I'm always impressed when niggas like... I like yo hit that subscribe button and then they point right here. Oh and yeah, then, yeah, it's amazing. It's right in front no, no, that's finger. high level. Those are those vlog guys. They'll be like, remember that last time when I did this, and it's like yeah. right there, <laughs> right above like, the damn, finger. bro. Like, this is too much. What's going on, man? Oh, you know, just living the COVID life, chilling. We uh, we're talking right upstairs uh, before we started about us stealing in our younger days and getting caught. Yes, in our younger days. <laughs> yeah, officer. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's out. He's in the. So you were a klepto. I wasn't klepto. I was just like underprivileged and I couldn't get anything, so I I felt like I had to steal it, but I didn't. I could have just saved money and worked hard and gotten it. But this. And this faded in your youth? It was N64. Yeah, bro. You stole an N64. At games. We Wait, would steal the games. Where's the opportunity to steal the Toys games? Toys R Us, bro. Back in the day, they, they, they had them, like, just out. They weren't What? Locked. Yeah. Not mine. Yeah. They would have them in the... Um, they would the have sliding in, glass cases. They, no, 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 not the slide. They would. They had them in the sliding glass. But before that... That's where they kept the good shit. Yeah, 100%. But before that, they would put it in that... Um, you know that plastic? Imagine a really expensive Blu-ray. Oh yeah, that, that plastic, plastic shell. Sheet, they gotta go. Yeah, we would steal the shell, and dip, them. and smash it outside. Yeah, okay. But one of my little uh, gang members, the guy called him, got caught smashing one outside, and I'm seven. You did it right outside. <laughs> oh, we were stupid. Y'all eight. stole and just went right in front of the door. We were stupid as fuck. <laughs> we were stupid as fuck. And you know what I stole? Remember those th- those little like things back in the day that uh, <laughs> you would like. Grab them and record something in them, like ah, stupid monkey face. Oh, and like then, the talk like, box. Thing? Yeah, yeah, play it back. Yo, I wanted those. So Yak back. That's what it was. Yeah. Like you smell like shit, and then be like, pa- <laughs> pa- pass it to him. <laughs> Yo, I never had one of those, bro. Man, you didn't. Like, you weren't a child. I always bro. wanted one. Would you have a GT racer for sliding? Yes, down? I did. I grew no up in London. No way, you had that. I grew up in London. I did too, but I, I had the magic carpet, bro. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, my dad. You're uh, privileged, bro. I know. I had a divorced parents. Oh, trying to so win your to, love. I was able to play that card. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Like yo, I need uh, I need all this stuff, please, bro. GT and I was a single child. You had oh, like, you had I siblings. Fucking, I'm one of six. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I'm where not, are I'm you in the lineup? Family in the middle. So okay, did did you do the hand me downs? I was the first one who would like, you all the the middle ones is like a typical thing where the middle ones get the least amount of attention. Yeah. So we're the ones. I acting thought it was out. uh oh, you're right, Malcolm in the middle. The the first ones they were born with the ten they were the first kids yeah the first two 
right? They get the and most attention. And then the last two are the youngest because there's gaps. And now they're the youngest, right? So they get attention too in like a weird kind of yeah. way. So the middle, just me and my brother were just kind of like raising ourselves almost. So as soon as I could get money, I was buying clothes. So they used to take from me. <laughs> They Seriously? used to think I was the guy who like they would I would, I put a lock on my door because they would come and fucking clean out my closet, bro. You had your own rooms. Eventually, like by the time I was sixteen. Shit, not yeah, growing you up. Earn that shit. How did you not have your own room? You were a single child. No, I had my own room. It was like a dungeon. <laughs> shit, I was in a cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, but like, my older brother's like. Uh, is like a short dude yeah so it's like uh size wise i was the one getting the freshest shit and they could wear it and they would steal it off me Interesting. so they were actually taken from me you uh were you a stylish kid established in what sense stylish uh no man what was your what was your uh dude, you know like, what funny? would you buy like you telling me that you would buy your own clothes this is at 16 we're talking about mm-hmm. okay okay that makes yeah, sense yeah, okay 16. we're working at 16 yeah you know i'd go to champs athletics world try to get a nike shirt on on clearance 4xl yeah, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I would be like a large and I'm like a small. Okay, fair enough. 4XL would be like a blanket on me. I'd probably go XL. Large or XL. Do? I was lanky as fuck. Because you're a stylish dude now. What the fuck? What, 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 did this turn at some point? When I was younger, it was just like I didn't dress myself when I was a kid. I'm talking like, about 15, 16 teenager. You well, yeah, yourself. that. Like I'd wear N1, Nike, Adidas, like regular. As you do. Ath- <laughs> regular athletic shit for someone who's a pure stoner and doesn't do any athletic shit. When did you start smoking weed? High school. Like uh, grade nine, grade, God damn! No, grade ten. Okay, grade ten. I'd say grade ten. I like tried it before, but yeah, grade ten is what. <laughs> and then I went just full. I went from nothing to just full on pothead. Yeah, well, I was convinced my I, my life would be ruined if I smoked weed. I was like totally on the sold on the propaganda. Still reading the Quran like every day, like. Uh, you know what? I wasn't like into the Quran, but like I was like I knew I had to. I that actually, at good, that time, that was 15, very good 16, pronunciation. Quran. <laughs> you have to do the finger? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but ages 11, 12, 13, I was in Duxi. I was talking to Hassan Shoji about this. Yeah, okay. Where you go to your Quran teacher. What's Duxi? Duxi, for those who know, that's where you go to a motherfucker. You go to a nigga's house to, that will like enforce you to memorize Quran. And your parents pay this guy. He's a Quran teacher. Oh. You memorize Bro, I had to have... So it's like Kuman, but for... Exactly. But religious Kuman. <laughs> for religious Kuman. Yeah, and it doesn't have any of the commercials. No PR. <laughs> Is it dropouts that like then turned and then now... The bad like, kids would yeah. stop going. Isn't that what Kuman was? Not really dropouts. I guess that was all the smartest kids. It was just students. I found out that it was just students. I forget who told me. Someone was like, man, Kuman saved me. Apparently, Kuman was mad effective. Someone I told know. me I used we used to make fun of we thought Kuman was like the stupid kids, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was we're like, like yeah, hey, you're Kuman. You it was after school I mean? tutoring. Yeah, we thought you're like, oh, you're fucked My up. My mom put me in it for like three months and realized that I was not nothing doing anybody. Yeah, nothing was. And she's like, ah. What was the vibe in Kuman? I don't really remember. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't like school. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I didn't like Kuman. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, wait a second. You're putting me in more school. They're like, maybe more will help. At school after school. Man, I fuck the educational system, man. I don't know. But I want to I want to send my kids to Elon Musk school. Elon Musk has his own school? He's he's making a school for kids. What is he? He's trying to pull I a fucking LeBron. I just saw this LeBron? video the other day. That's the most LeBron move ever now. It's uh but like the way he described it, he's like it's only going to be for 20 kids. I'm only going to make it for 20 kids. The so whole imagine, school is for imagine 20 Imagine how kids. elite Yeah, you have to be. And it's going to be from 
kindergarten to high, like to college, like not college courses, but like you'll do all the way through high school. Twenty. So he's kids. catering it to like um, to each individual student and what their likes and all that stuff is. So he's got the money and the and the kind of the brain. You know what he 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 loves to set the tone. Yeah, so of course. We, this is like an experimental school. So the the like. What this is how create? education should be. Exactly. Well, it'll, it'll like be how training wheels be. for this. Yeah. Totally customizable system. And I'm hearing for, about it for the first time. What's the difference between LeBron's school? LeBron's just building like a Cleveland like. No, LeBron's is just like. Um, uh, what, are, what are they called? The LeBron James Foundation. What type of school is it called? A charter school. Charter school. That's so where kids go. They're like. Yeah, they stay there. <laughs> just fucking doing a hundred free throws a day, like. And apparently, like, yo, he put a bunch of money into it, and uh, it's supposed to be a really good experience. Oh man! Once LeBron is out of the league, he's gonna have a way better legacy than Jordan. Once they both die, like decades, decades down the yeah, road. Yeah, well, are we talking? Yeah, but then you never like. Are we talking basketball or are we talking? I'm talking about legacy. legacy as a person. Oh, as a person, he's already. And that I think, basketball I think goes he's already it. trumped. Oh yeah. Like what's yeah, Jordan's yeah. as a person? Smoking cigars. Best basketball player. Uh, Jordan brand and cigars. Yeah, like what else? Bro, did you see? He's, he's uh, I saw on his fucking. He's doing Space Jam. Yeah, the, the oh, but we've been knowing about this. Oh, I didn't. I had no idea. Oh, he's no literally idea. redoing his, MJ's career almost. Yeah, but, but but he's the first one where it makes sense to make a Space Jam too. But the thing that doesn't make sense is that we're so far removed from Looney Tunes being any sort of like relevancy. Oh yeah, Looney. What is even Looney Tunes? I swear they brought it back. So they brought it back on HBO. Like recently, Looney Tunes new, is on new HBO? episodes. Like dark, bro. You know who fucking voices Bugs Bunny? A dude from Scarborough. Actually, I swear to God, that's fucking in the one. movie too. <laughs> Bugs is from Scarborough now. Is it Bugs Beanie? What's the guy's <laughs> name in real life? Bugs Baguette. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just Abdullahi Abdullahi Bugs. <laughs> it's just a Somalian guy from Scarborough. That's so funny. <laughs> wow, you really don't remember Bugs Bunny. Bug, bug, eh, eh, what's up, Doc? There you go. What, was, you the go. Weep, what was the weep weep? That was the Roadrunner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's Looney Tunes at least. Nigga, I fucked up. Um, like, uh, it's funny, you know, uh, what leaked? A few months ago, like, uh, a picture from set leaked. And it, like, revealed. The, All him in green. It was, like, no, no, no. It was him in the, the new uniform. Like the Space Jam uniform? The Space Jam uniform. So then they had to just release the photos. It's like, this is the new Space Jam. Looney That's Tunes. Like the Simpsons episode with the, the Albuquerque. They're moving the team to Albuquerque. The, the Albuquerque. <laughs> yeah. Like all, no, the, just, all the facts are in front of everybody. And then it takes like the, the hot dog toppings. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right? They're like, oh shit, they've seen the jersey. Come clean quick. Do you still go through the Simpsons waves? Bro, anytime I like want uh like a nice almost simpsons like a uh what's it called uh it's like a that fireplace song that puts you to time. sleep yeah bro yeah it's a, it a, a lullaby a lullaby simpsons like a lullaby for me as soon as it i that then bro i'm literally uh i'll turn the tv up it's the most beautiful lullaby it's super comfort it's like a fireplace at winter time for me but i forget you told me one of the seas because we were talking about simpsons um how like pretty much season like two to three they came into their own and and that vibe lasted to like nine ten debatably eleven twelve thirteen you know what i mean Definitely, like, it ended in 11. 
I give it personally till fourteen. Yeah, until, like. But I you can't. were saying one season in the twenties was good, and I went twenty two. Yeah, I was watching episodes from that. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. It actually was shockingly good. Yeah, I, I it felt like the old school. I think that was this uh, the season they did the Lego episode. Is that the same season? I'm not sure. I was watching just random episodes of it because they gave the Simpsons the Lego Movie treatment. Dude. We're like. Bart, or not Bart, it was Homer and Lisa were bonding over building Springfield in Lego form. Oh. And then they went into the city, but then the, the episode was actually filmed in Lego. Like it, it, like like how they did a live action, this is how a Lego How they did the version. movies and stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. And that was very fun. And then that's, and then you realize it's like, oh, this is all a toy collaboration. Because Lego then released like the, license, the Simpsons It's a house. licensing deal. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, this they is released this the money. Simpsons house. They yeah. released the Quickie Mart. Yeah, uh, to be honest, I want, I want those sets badly. I, would, I think that I think the opportunity is gone because they came out years ago. Oh, now they're just collectors' items exactly. worth so much. Exactly, bro. The people gotta know when to let a show die. It's okay to just let it end. You know what I mean? Or can we not just like continue to? Fuck! I don't need the first edition. Just keep stuff printed if it's popular, and fuck the scarcity thing. Like. Well, I'm not even talking about the the novelties or or like paraphernalia. I'm talking about the show itself. Oh, like let a show that, yeah. end. Yeah, they, yeah. It's such a cash cow that like is they, it even though? You're you're right. I mean, at maybe season, for the at season 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, They're what thirty eight? What are they at? No, now? they're. I think they just hit thirty. Or this will be season 30 or but, Yeah, you're right. I don't know. There's probably like there's such diehard Simpsons fans out there. I bet like. The as merch, long as they go, the there's the, it's making its money back, you know? Especially now they've got it down to, like, just a, a fucking system, you know? Rumor is that they're working on a second movie, and then that will be the end. That's the, I, that's, and I heard that it's, recently. It's like beating a, de- uh, a horse that's already stop, dead. Stop, stop. He's already he's dead. He's already dead. Like, he's been dead, and that person's been hitting, and it's like, rumor has it after the second movie, they'll stop. It's like, it's... <laughs> Been dead forever and ever. Yeah, the only way I could see that really working, man. Like, think of the build-up to the last episode of The Simpsons ever. Like, what do you even do for that? I wouldn't even be hyped about it. Exactly. I unless, wouldn't even be hyped. I wouldn't even, like, tune in. Unless you got all the writers that are still alive and able to, like, do it. Yeah. To come back for, like, one grand finale. It was like you get, like, Conan O'Brien writing a fucking... You know, if they got them all to do like the last season, yeah, the original writing crew they or whatever. Do that, yeah, I mean, the, half of them are dead, probably. I think only a few of them are dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because most of them would be like forties, fifties now. I mean, I saw that the the original writers' room thing that Conan did. Yeah, yeah, and it was like t- twenty years ago. No, wait, fifteen what? years ago. The one where it's the black room, it's a circular table. Yeah, the Conan O'Brien. Yeah, that was like narrative. at least ten years ago. That wasn't ten years ago. Yeah, it was. It wasn't like twenty eleven or. It later wasn't than twenty 20- years ago though. You said okay, twenty okay, years. Okay, okay, but that's fine. Okay, ten years. Even ten years. But the I point feel like is, they all look fifty. When it was, <laughs> they were all in their fifties. It looked like it. Yeah, at they, that point. they look like mid to late forties. Yeah. I'm just but saying they're not going to be able to assemble this dream team ago? again. Damn. That's like saying we could put the Bulls back together, man. It'll yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we like, still got Stephen Kerr, Dennis Robbins around. He's, he survived against oh all God. odds, huh? What the? 
10 I have to look this up as soon as we're done I'm going to look this up. Uh, uh, the point is that like even if You're they right. did come back actually even if yeah, they but brought what the Conan, fuck I'm not asking them to do dunks. Even if they brought I'm not asking yeah, them yeah. to fucking shoot three pointers. It's like yeah. bro can you write still? Comedically, are you looking for dunks bro? I guarantee you Conan O'Brien still has it. Oh 100%. He's like he's been in the pocket for decades. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Literally bro he's like Arnold Schwarzenegger between and he keeps like just reinventing and the wheel. Actually, he has the podcast now. Ah, do you listen up that Conan O'Brien uh, podcast? Conan O'Brien friend makes friends or whatever. or whatever it's called. I think I need a friend or something like that. Something like uh, I listen to. I I used to, but only like for guests that I was. Yeah, exactly. What you I do, do it on podcasts. the guests. With it's the guests you go for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. if I already like the person. I mean, because there's just too many podcasts now. It's so true, man. It's so true, and that actually podcasting is just interesting in itself. Because like, I. Uh, you know Andrew Schultz, right? Yeah. So Andrew Schultz to promote his his Netflix thing, which by the way, did you watch it? I have not yet. Yeah, I haven't either. Andrew Schultz saves the world. Yeah, saves the world. It's just that format, which I I, I wasn't. I'm not a diehard fan of that format to begin with, and now I know there's something special of like it being a one man show, almost like a stand up show, right? Yeah. But then when it's like a, a collective effort, it's still special. But it's a collective effort in a format that I'm not the biggest fan of. I'm like, are you talking just, about like social media? No, no, no. I'm talking about like sitting there and being like, uh, you know, uh, um, last week tonight or whatever, John oh, Oliver yeah, show, yeah, like that format. Okay. I I don't mind John Oliver. They do it fucking amazing. Is that, that what that was? I wonder if that's what that was. Yeah, he sits there and he makes a thing, and things come up over here. Oh. Like, yo, China, you're doing this, this, and this, and then it's like this. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very, that's a very good breakdown on John Oliver and those types of. Or shows. like Andrew, so like those types of shows, yeah. But the guy goes to the West Coast to promote it to do a podcast run, and I thought this was interesting because he goes to the West Coast, does Tim Dillon, Whitney uh, Cummings, Andrew Santino. I think he did my be best Rogan. Friend. He did a Bobby Lee's podcast too, I think. Yeah, yeah he did uh, Tiger Belly. Tiger Belly. So he does it. everybody's, and I was listening, and I'm a big fan because, like, I pretty much, like, I've said this a lot of times, like, I model everything with this, this podcast after what that guy does. Yeah. He's the North Star of how to, how to be like, how to maximize what you're trying to do in the current landscape of YouTube, Instagram, this. He's doing it the best, in my opinion. Until someone emerges doing it better, I'll I'll like study what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, I listen to him on a bunch of podcasts, and I'm like, I'm listening to I'm listening to podcasts I don't listen to only because he's on it, and a lot of the same stuff is coming up. I'm like, this podcasting yeah. space is weird. It's like, it's, it's like you're following him. It, it, it's it's like you. Once people like a person, they'll follow them to wherever they go. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't necessarily, it's weird, that doesn't necessarily introduce you to new shows. Like, I'm not, like, listening to all of Whitney Cummings' podcasts now, even though I listen to his, you know? So, it's just weird for me, because it's like, how do you grow your shit? Because your people just follow you around. How do you get new people? They say to do other people's podcasts, but... I don't know. I, I, feel like people, I feel like people just follow you where you are. And they don't really like. I don't know if I'm making sense right here. Cause no, it does make sense. Um, <laughs> let's see. If you want to add to that, give me a little bit of a combo. <laughs> it does make sense. I just. It's such a saturated space. It's uh, gotten to that point now. Yeah. Where there's like you can't. 
no one's got time to listen to the amount of podcasts that there are. I even feel kind of goofy still having a podcast, but it's like, what do you do as a comedian in this state without comedy? It's like, okay, well, well, I'm starting to double down on video contents and shit. But even that, I have a whole side fucking issue with. With I think the same thing that has happened, what you just said with podcasts, I think it's happened tenfold with video content. Oh, yeah. In the emergence of TikTok. And the emer- TikTok, what, what stand-up comedy <laughs> seems to be on social media yeah. is so... Like separate bites. from what stand-up comedy actually oh, yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Like stand-up comedy, 100%, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, the word comedy just gets thrown around for everything. And like, I don't know, man. Social media comedy to me, just a lot of it just seems so hacky. It's fleeting, too. It's all, it, it, And it's super hacky. Because you have to do it like constantly. And it's like the same right. thing. I mean, because it's like, wouldn't you rather s- take your time to develop like, more in-depth content even though you wouldn't necessarily be able to release as often because it takes a little more time but then like the engage I, like i don't know obviously the algorithm no no, is, no you're 100 right this is literally something i've been like thinking about myself yeah do you go with it's literally quantity versus quality right bingo right that's what it comes down to and if you can get your quantity to have some quality that's nice but what happens is this. Me, I'll take myself, for example, just because I don't know other people's schedules. But I get to a point where I'm so fucking stressed, bro, mm-hmm. with these videos I'm putting out and shit. I've dropped You're releasing regularly. Yeah, bro. And here, here's what happens with me, okay? I get a fucking, like, skin condition that I've been getting for, like, 10 years, okay? When I, back in the day, I used to go to the doctor. They'll be like, what is that? And then eventually they're like, this is, uh, it's called perioral dermatitis around the eye, nose, and this and that. And it's, you take antibiotics, you get rid of it, right? Mm-hmm. I had it a long time ago. The doctors didn't know what it was. Eventually somebody gives me antibiotics. I get rid of it. Fast forward to this new age. Uh, me moving to Toronto to do comedy since 2017 or whatever, right? And then get, And then COVID hits. And I have to change gears from just going on stage. Before my stress used just to be, oh man, you gotta that get fucking, a show. That, not even that, but yo, that bit's just not working. Fuck, and I'm so and I, why do I keep doing it? I, I tell myself I'm not gonna do it until I figure mm. it out. But I, in the moment, I keep going back into it and it bombs every time. That's my stress. I gotta figure that bit out. Then we get into COVID. Now it's okay. Now I need a schedule of releasing content to maintain relevancy, right? Mm-hmm. And this shit starts popping back up. This nose shit. And literally now, in 2021, I realized it is a manifestation of stress. It took me 10 years to realize, why does it always come back at these weird times? My face flares up when I am stressed. Interesting. So what are you doing to I used to think it was, oh, because now it's when it starts popping up, I go, you're too fucking stressed about these videos. You're posting too much. Chill the fuck back. Because I'd be like, okay, okay, wake up at 8 a.m., and let's get this shit going. I'll journal. Mm-hmm. I'll create some ideas. I'll shoot some stuff. I'll edit this. I'll post that. I'm like working nine to five for this content. And it's like this shit starts. I mean, to be fair, so though, my, that is a good that is good. But like here's the thing. Nine to five for yourself. You it know is what I mean? great. But when you're stressing on the result, yeah, something you cannot you, control about. You cannot control the result. I read that book and uh, the ego is the enemy. And they had a great point. It was like. It said, you know, do your work and do it well and let go and let God. And I literally wrote that on my little whiteboard shit. Mm. Just fucking let it go. You know, like, what? Uh, what's that 
fucking <laughs> shitty ass Canadian sport with the heavy ass things. Oh, curling. Yeah, you know they just let it go and just watch it slide. <sighs> yeah, aim it as best as you can. That's the quality you're talking about. Mm. You know what I mean? Do your best job and let it go. But I was stressing too much on the results. So now, now that I know that it's literally an indicator of stress, which as you get older you realize this. When just I first from having got, gone through it enough. When I first had it, I was so stressed in university. And like, I didn't even get stress. I didn't get meditation. I didn't get, I was just like, get these marks, get this degree. And you just thought you had like a skin condition. Yeah. 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 And I was putting creams on it and nothing was happening. It took a year before a doctor was like, oh, you need antibiotics. And it cleared it up in a week. And it was fucked. It was fucked. You know, that like for those people who've had like fucked up skin conditions and can't see a dermatologist, you're putting like apple cider vinegar on it and shit like oh, that God. you're reading online bro i was doing oh, everything God. you know yeah. and then like fast forward now i'm like now it's fucking it's almost like a revelation so now it's like when i when it starts popping up i go fuck the schedule you sleep in every day you get you no more alarms until the shit disappears you're stressing you're too stressed the content has to be has it gone back. away like you're you're doing it's good right up now nice because i went like four days where i was like no alarm. I'm just fucking... You're just sleeping in. Get all the sleep your body needs. Man, I feel like the algorithm is really killing creativity, killing... Like, the content creator. Look at like, look at what you just described. Yeah. And that's literally... If you, if you really dig deep, it's all algorithmically based. Yeah, I'm trying to like, follow yeah, what exactly. works. And it's stress... And it's killing me, kind of thing. It's... You know, there's a, there's a YouTube channel called Video Game Donkey. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it. This guy's so fucking funny. He he reviews games, but in a really ridiculous and just dumb way. And he's like, the voice he uses, everything is just kind of like tailored to sound kind of dumb, but he's critiquing it in a very real manner. And okay. he kind of did this week-long series where he looked at what YouTube, like what's popular on YouTube in that type of space. And he broke it down to, it's like, okay, well, people are just like releasing Among Us videos five times a week. Like, it's just like the most lowest common denominator. This is what's trending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you do videos about what's trending, then you'll get on the, t on like the you'll get the hits, you'll get on the front page, you'll get all this shit. So he's like, fuck it. And he scrapped all his content, like what he would normally do. And for a week, he just did like, he's like, I'll be on Twitch two days a week. I'm scrapping my Monday videos. Now it's, now it's Among Us Mondays. He's like, yo, fuck Thursdays. Now it's Among Us Thursdays. We need like change it up. I'm doing Minecraft Tuesdays, like all the most generic shit. And for a week he committed, but like it was a part of a bit. So yeah. we're slowly oh, he was breaking so down. So he went back to his schedule. And he went back to like the regular. But it it really it was a really good exposure of what has happened, bro. There's a there's a video game channel on on YouTube. They just bought like a million dollar compound. Bro, it's one of the funniest videos I've ever seen. I don't even know the name of this. They have like 100,000 subscribers. They got the money to build a million dollar gaming compound to stream out of. Yeah. And they That's did the like future, they, they did a tour. They did like a walkthrough of the building. Bro, every corner of the building is sponsored. This is the Mountain Dew fucking live stream room. Like this is where we're going with this shit. Oh. Because of all that because that's what happens when you fucking when you stick with just the generic surface level shit which seems to be the stuff that it's like pop music it's like radio quick cuts a lot of color like eye candy type generic of yeah. that you can find a million of the same thing on. yeah like different versions of this exact same but now Bro, it's, yo it's blown up so much if you 
That's on all the Cash things. App. It was the Cash App fucking whatever gaming building. I'm like, Cash App? Yeah, yeah. The, 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 they're pushing it. They're pushing it. Venmo. The Venmo. But like every room. Yeah, the Venmo corner of fucking This is the Pizza Hut fucking. Yeah, this Venmo is the Pizza Hut Minecraft room. Concessions brought to you by Venmo. <laughs> brought to you by MasterCard's Masters. Con- I don't know. Like, Bro, I'm so sad to see what commercialization has done to art. Like, and we've let it get this. As artists, we've actually There's a let guy, it infiltrate. Uh, you, know, you know, Che, I had Che on the podcast. Yeah. I, I'm like, uh, we're talking about TikTok because he got on TikTok and he's getting a bunch of like followers because he's like, I'm following this guy named Robert Benjamin. Watches videos. He breaks down trends, what to do, blah, blah, blah. And I'm watching this guy and he's like, okay. There's <laughs> like a young guy who's monetizing. Who is? He is monetizing. If you look at this guy. His, now that I've looked at his YouTube videos, every time I'm on Facebook, it's hitting me with his ads. Get, join my TikTok mentorship program. 40% off. I made this guy hit 5 million followers. <laughs> do this, do this. So I'm like, okay, fucking fuck off, right? I'm not going to ever pay for this shit. But his videos, he's saying, okay, so you got to follow the trends, guys. You got you to post between these times. You got to post five to six times a day. And I did it oh for a week. God. I did it for a week. And then that's really when the s- stress skyrocketed of course because what you're doing is now you're doing a pure numbers game quality is out of the picture now it's just pure numbers you're hoping that if you post six one will go viral and then i was like yo fuck this shit because all of these things i posted i don't even want to put them on the gram i don't even want to put them on me almost embarrassed about some of these i'm just shooting from the hip following his little scheme you know so you've fallen victim to it you actually feel like no no i did it. i'm like okay and it worked I was getting a bunch of followers. I'm like, but wait, at what cost? What is the end goal here? And don't you find what is the end freaky? goal here? What am I doing here? Isn't it also fuck, man? Bro, I'm putting I don't two hours understand. on TikTok trying to find uh, things that I could make fun of and 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 recreate videos. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? Exactly, because you got to think. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> let's say this. Some of this shit starts to catch, and then I build a following. They're gonna want this yeah, that exactly. I hate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So I, like, bro, I was out, I was out, I was out. And I, was, I feel no, like no, no, there's no, no, a lot no. of content creators that get that fall into that trap. It's like they start out doing what they like, which is what every artist should fucking do. You do what you love. Exactly. You don't even really. You shouldn't even technically be thinking about the audience. Because like so what gets you to, an right? audience is because you're doing what you want bro, to do. But bro, but we're comedians though. We respond to the audience in live in comedy. We respond live, but in yes. social media, I put something out there, and what I but get do you back, write a joke because you're like, no, 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 no. That's you write a joke yeah. because you find well, it funny. I make my videos not the because same way. The, the 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 except the, for that week. The part that we get from the audience, yeah. is. Is letting us know if what we did was good or not. Yeah. That's not going to then go and make you. It may make you go change that joke and try it a different way or whatever. But it is not going to change your writing process. No, no, like, okay, like, now I have to think audience first and then is this funny. No, no, then, no, bro. It's, but it's like, let's say this. Let's say you do your, you have a 15-minute set. Yeah. And you have two new ideas and you put them in the middle. One does nothing. One kills harder than any your whole set. <laughs> yeah. You go home. You're like, I got to build on this idea. Oh, they, I got something on. But I got again, that's here. after the fact. That's but, after the content was created. But I'm saying their response told you where you got to hone in on. So I'm saying with social media is the same. I post three times a week, let's say. 
the one that like kills, I go, okay. But this it's is- not. Wait, before you get too deep into that, it's not because because of what we just talked about. Now imagine you're, you're you're posting that six times a day, hoping you're playing that numbers game, hoping that something catches. And let's say some shit catches that you're not necessarily proud of the way you describe, right? Yeah. But now you have to, based on what you're saying and like you getting likes, which is the audience reacting to a joke, this is where it differs. It's like, you're going to go and create more of that content based on that shit. You have written one joke that an audience uh, responds to, so you go and work on that joke. That joke was already created, but now, like, the difference is that joke was already created, now it's getting better. Whereas opposed to, you are now trapped in this loop of creating content. Now you're creating new content, which would be new jokes, but solely Trying based. Trying to replicate. So, them, exactly. Yeah. Solely based. It on, the, on that right. fucking audience capture, and 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 to not even get that complicated. The point is, I was doing it. And I was like, this is not sustainable. <laughs> you know how the fucking iPhone get tells you like your your screen time is up eighteen percent, like that shit. Yeah. My shit was way up. I was stressed. Stressed. I'm like fucking. And, yeah. and there's a new feature called Stitch. Well, they're like, use, you got to use these features. The trending features are what you got to use in order to trend for the algorithm. So, uh, so Stitch is where it lets you take five seconds of a clip. And this do, is on TikTok? This TikTok. Okay. Where you take five seconds of any clip on TikTok and like kind of do like, well, you could roast it. You could add to it. You could do whatever. So I'm looking, I'm looking through TikTok videos of shit I can make fun of. They're so to, smart, man. It, Everything, for create, create. everything they do is to maximize even the creator's time on TikTok. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, oh, I'm just falling trapped to this. All they're doing they're is genius, uh, all they're doing is saying like all they're doing is paying back my hours on the app with followers. And I'm like, I'm exchanging my life for the, for the for this number to grow. And this is not the way to do it. You know, this isn't just the way this isn't the like TikTok has become this weird sickness almost that that has leached into me it's like a cancer from t- from like are you still on it active yeah it drops it now i'll drop now i'll drop what i think is funny every two days i'll make a 15 second thing out of my mind mm. not just like going through the thing i get on the app i post it and i get off the app as opposed to going on and being like have you found the- like the viewership or anything like that the numbers drop or stay yeah. the same or oh dude it, it all depends on the video but what i notice is l- like less is more you know what I mean? Mm. So if they see you doing the flooding approach, it cheapens your brand a little bit. Like this guy's yeah. throwing everything at the wall. Yeah. Before he was just like doing like strategic threes here and there. Now he's just throwing everything. It's like a desperation mode. And I'm like, I don't, I'm losing all this time. I'm not having fun. I hate doing it. This is stupid. And. TikTok is a whole different environment. When I make a, you know, when you make a funny video, it's funny on anything. When you have a funny idea, you post it anywhere. It's funny. But when you are just catering to the algorithm on one app, yeah. that video is not going to necessarily be, you can't take that into YouTube or Instagram. It's not that good. Mm. It's like, what, what is, what, what am I watching? This is some weird. Stitch together weird. and Yeah. yeah. You know? So yeah. that's why, I, I, speaking about all this, man, I have the ultimate respect for fucking Nima Nazari, bro. I just hit him up the other day. I'm yeah. like, bro, are you still? Because you may not know this, but every video you see, like of us comedians, and you see uh, uh, subtitles, we're putting in those subtitles manually. Yeah, people don't know that. They think programs do that shit. 
programs are not that good. They need to come up with a, a proper program. They're, that- they're almost there. I mean, like YouTube and Instagram and shit, they all have this auto-caption thing. They're all, but I'm saying and they need a program. Better. And they need a program where it won't just auto-caption it, but it'll let you choose the color, sizing oh, in a very okay. simple way, yeah. and it'll let you fact-check it through. You know, it always makes some mistakes. So, like, auto-generate these. It'll auto-generate yeah. every this at this size, only show five, six two words at a time in a frame, yeah. and let me run through all of them and correct any little fuck-ups. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't that thing exist? So, Nima does everything by hand. I'm like, God damn, bro. I wonder God. if he's stressed and stuff. Cause his, he's got to be stressed. His release schedule is, like, It's God-level. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen. And, and but, you know, he does it all from the heart, and he really loves, like, yeah, and he, he's funny. He loves that shit. He's good at it. Why not? And he's get, like, he, there. Nobody is betting against Nima. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know you how d- to. Like, like I'm saying, betting. Like, if like Nima is like Tesla stock as far as comedy is concerned. <laughs> you know, like nobody is betting. But I will be honest right now. I, I mean. But I will be honest. It is more in line with that to me. That like that generic social media comedy stuff. He does it, but he does it with actual love. But he doesn't do thing, it for he, he doesn't do it for numbers. He, he gets numbers cons- because of his consistent his stuff, passion for it. His consistent stuff is that. But once a week or twice a week, he'll drop a video that is undisputable, like him doing four oh, like actual, minutes like of the improv, full sketch. Yeah, like the full sketch. Four minutes shit. of him staying in a character that's so fucking maybe that's the strategy. And he captioned everything, so and he's doing a hundred videos. I'm like, maybe that's the in between. It's like you you film a lot of those shorter ones to constantly release and just keep your your page up like on the front these page are the concerns deal. of comedians essentially. how do we stay relevant when we don't have the when stage we don't have the stage yeah but to be honest was the stage really keeping us relevant anyways we were like the whole In goal is to build is the whole goal is to build like an our audience st- our st- the stage was sharpening a skill of course so this is i guess not relevant how do we keep sharpening our a skill without the stage doing my podcast is like i credit my podcast for keeping my comedic voice alive. Yeah, yeah same, 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 same. 100%. We, after that first lockdown... When you got back on stage... Uh, bro, I, wasn't like even, I swear to God, go. I wasn't even sweating. Yeah. I, like, I was upset that I wasn't doing comedy, but I wasn't... I, I was talking to a lot of my comedian friends, and they're like, I don't even know how to tell a joke anymore. I'm like, bro, I'm fine. Because <laughs> of this shit. Like, literally, it's... It is. This is essentially riffing. Like, you boil it down literally, to Literally, yeah, exactly. You don't have but the that audience keeping face... That, putting pressure on you like right in front of you but i'm itching this time more than more than i was the first lockdown i'm fucking oh man i'm because so now excited. i don't see like i don't see a time frame to get back now i'm seeing all the places actually being closed down uh like yuck sold you know like yuck sold yeah downtown not but like the are comp- they're gonna still the brand. keep doing comedy there though no no, no it's gonna be a condo now Oh, it's it's confirmed. Yeah. No way. Yeah, the Yuck Yucks downtown Toronto is sold. Is, it will be, become a condo. I'm sure they have plans of reopening a new location. And a new location. Um, oh. But when? And it kind of makes sense that they would sell now because like, yeah. what the fuck, you could, like they were probably gonna have to close it anyways. So you might as well sell it while well, they probably did. They own the property. They were leasing it. I'm assuming. I think so. If they sold it. Yeah. They sold it on. Actually, yeah, they pro- they've had it for decades. I yeah. bet they own it by they now. Probably yeah. got it for dirt cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is not the time to sell, to be honest, because there's like an exodus out of Toronto. So, but they're not getting any money in, so they got no option but to sell it. I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. What do you? Bro, how do you everything feel about- will come back. Everything what? will come back as soon as people can be doing comedy and can be in a place in attendance like normal. 
then all that comedy demand has to go somewhere. Conservative numbers I'm hearing for life going back to like the way it was is like 2023. At earliest. Who's who's got? Uh, I mean, who's to say? I mean, define like as in like all of the businesses the, that have died because of COVID are replaced with a no in a, terms a new of business? like like uh, like events, concerts, all that kind of yeah. stuff to get back to where it was. I just mean for us to be allowed to do 100% attendance again from doctors and like, you know, politicians and all this shit The I keep hearing 2023 as like the conservative say, like don't expect to be maskless. Don't expect to just go to a 100% capacity restaurant, even concert or whatever. I just heard Dana White. There was a UFC event the other day and he said even all his like his, the top people that he pays around him, all the doctors and scientists and shit, uh, maybe not scientists, but doctors that are like helping him guide the future of UFC through COVID. They're like, don't expect to have an audience until 2023. And this nigga just did it in fucking. Oh, and like Dubai Fight or, Island. or whatever. Fight Island. Where's that? In uh, Dubai. I yeah. Think. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. uh, but Emirates. It, but and it's a UAE. Did they have attendance? Yo, this what that they just had attendance. So I was watching. This was just last night. Um, Oh, who fought? Max Holloway. Oh, okay. okay. Um, he fought some, he was like number five ranked, bro. Holloway. Killed him. Wash this guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. it was, yo, I swear to God, at one point, I swear I did that he's already dead. Not now. When, <laughs> I didn't say, stop, stop. Yeah, but yeah. I was genuinely, bro, this only ever happens once in a while. Stop, man. Because UFC is so good. Like, yeah. the rest are so good at stopping Oh, calling fights. it when it's done? Yeah. yeah. It's not like boxing where, like, a guy will get his head punched <laughs> into the ground. And he's like, eh. He already has, like, yeah. Could, like, oh, like. It's so, but that's what was happening yesterday. Hollywood was just demolishing this guy, but he, he was so tough, yeah, that he just refused to. He kept, he kept his arms up so he and he call and then it. he started hitting back. I'm oh, like, please shit. just stop, stop <laughs> like hitting back. But they did it in an arena, and I noticed I'm like, yo, this building looks bigger than where they normally did this Fight Island thing. And then I look around, I'm like, is that people? And it was fucking people. Like the like apparently they sold a package, so. To go to the sh- to go to the events, you have to be six people. You have to go to all three events. So yeah. everybody that's at the show last night will be at all three of the shows that they're filming over the week to minimize like exactly. But I but don't even know where uh, they're like, coming yeah. from around the world, and then they have to quarantine, and then like all this stuff. Or I don't know. I don't know if it's people that are just there. It's from an, the I was UAE. thinking about this too, bro. Like you know how hard like movies and TV, all that's gonna continue, but they can't get a. They're gonna have to see anytime a crowd scene is needed, they're gonna have to CGI it because they can't have a crowd, right? No, man. The, yo, the film industry is the one of the few that's just going like normal. No, I, I mean, it's I so did commercials and shit. It's like masks on until you're shooting. Until you're and on, even yeah. when you're shooting, you. D- they're constantly like, okay, stay like, like be distant. It's not six <laughs> feet. It's not six feet. Yeah. But it's kind of like there's a, there's a, like, there's an assumption then that you're going to keep your distance and be mindful of COVID while it, like, he says action. Um, what's it called? The, the, a lot of the productions from the States have moved filming to Canada during COVID because we have a lot less positive results, which is just funny to me because and it sounds the like they're just going to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just, aren't you then just encouraging more positive results by bringing more people up here? Yeah, it's it like, here. I don't know. Dude, that, actually, I was when I booked that commercial, I was talking to some the, the other actor, this white dude that was, uh, fuck, I forget his name, but um, 
He's like a, he was in his 40s. He's been in the game 20 years or whatever. He goes, this is the best time as a Canadian in the book anything. This is the best opportunity as a Canadian to actually get seen. Because every, the U.S. has all, for years has been shooting in Canada. Yeah. Because we fucking like, our, we're like, we'll give you tax cuts. The dollar, your dollar goes 30% more than it does in the States, bub, all that stuff, right? We got a lot of talent here. But a lot of times they only audition people in Canada out of like a technicality. You know what I mean? It's yeah. almost like, because we're filming here, we got to have some Canadian people to audition, but we're booking only American people. Like to, as the top billing. Like, oh yeah, like, like for any of these projects, all of the... We'll give Canadian background supporting, Yeah, and, and a couple roles if you're going to kill it. But like, we're going to be booking Americans for these roles. Americans that Americans know type of deal, right? Mm -hmm. And now because they're, uh, American actors are not coming to Canada for acting purposes... He said, this is the best time in history, literally, for a Canadian to actually get, like, notice or actually get the opportunity to be in a U.S. production filmed here in in uh, in Canada. I see that, definitely. Definitely. I know, Um, just going back to them bringing up more productions and stuff, I just found out that uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is getting a remake. And it's being shot up here, which was supposed to be in the States. But um, I don't know what production. I guess just because the COVID testing and stuff literally is bringing. But that's going to be with Will Smith and Kevin Hart. Oh, yeah? yeah are you a fan of that movie? I'm not I don't think I've seen and Automobiles? I don't think I've ever even seen oh, it. Oh, man. Is it good? What year is the first? Uh, I don't know what year, but it had um, Steve Martin. And who's the Canadian guy that died? Kind of big guy. Farley? Is he Canadian? Not Farley. Fuck. This is going to bother me. Norm MacDonald? No. No, Norm's alive. And he's not big. Oh my God! This is a Jamaican bobsled team. Tupac. The, he was the white guy. Tupac. Did Tupac you? was supposed to be on uh, Cool Runnings. Do you know that? Shut the fuck. I up. swear to God, Tupac was supposed to be the fourth guy. What? He died, but he was in pre-production. Tupac was supposed Shut to. Shut the fuck my up! Word, look it up. Tupac was supposed <laughs> oh to be in Cool God. Runnings. He was supposed to be in Cool Runnings, but he died. Got 31 years on earth without knowing that. That's crazy. Yeah, he was supposed to be in Cool Runnings. He was supposed to be on that bobsled team. Who is he team. supposed to be? The one with the egg? I, I forget. Probably the, the one who shows up and he's not wearing enough or like something. I don't know. What? But Tupac could act, bro. I know Tupac. he could. That's why I'm like, he doesn't need. To, he didn't need to do Cool Runnings. What? The fat uh, the, Cool the, Runnings the, was the, the white guy that managed the bobsled team. The fat white guy. John Candy, bro. Oh, I, don't, I can't even picture a guy right now. John Candy. He, John. Was, in, he was in Plane Trains and Automobiles. And like it What's was, the premise of this movie? It's a Thanksgiving movie. Yeah. And they're just trying to make it home to their family. Yeah. And they literally use all three modes of transportation. Wow. But it's Steve Martin and John Candy. Yeah. Like in their prime. It was it was absolutely hilarious. Okay, fuck yeah. I remember it being really funny. I couldn't tell you the, the plot points. <laughs> Other than that. It's being redone. What are some good what are some good like Hollywood themed like nineties, eighties? Bro, have you ever watched Earth Girls Are Easy? No. I just watched that. It's on Amazon Prime. When did it come out? Bro. I just got Prime. 89. I got that 30 day uh, trial, bro. 1989. Oh, that's the damn. You know what's fucking so funny? It's like the, the movie was so old. It has Damon Wayans, Jim Carrey, and Jeff Goldblum in it. Whoa, that's a cast. And they're all young as fuck. And like, what's Is this an in living color joint? Like. Essentially, like they play aliens. Like it's a, it's a it's like a musical. It's weird. What the fuck? It's worth watching. You gotta watch it. It's jokes, bro. Because this is before they actually were like came into their own. Because when you actually um when you when you Google the <laughs> who movie, who is the third guy? 
Jeff Goldblum. Gold, Goldblum? What the? You know that guy? Yeah, of course. Like from like I'm just Jurassic saying, Park. What, what, the three of them though. That's you know like, the one who always. Damon Wayans and Jim Carrey makes sense because they were in Living Color together. Yeah. Goldblum. He's like the head vamp uh, or alien. But here's the point though. When you Google the movie, when it shows the movie, yeah. it's saying starring. You know now if you see like um, Inside Job, it'll be like starring Denzel Washington and what's his name? Um, not Heath Ledger, but uh, oh, Pacino. No, no, no that the, Inside the job, one who yeah. talks. He he's got like a or South Inside African Man? accident. Inside is it Inside Job or Inside Man? The Inside Man is the bank heist one. Yeah. Oh, Clive Owen. Clive Owen. Okay, so and, yeah, but Pacino was the cop, no? Pacino was a cop, you're right. No, 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 no Denzel was the cop. No, no, no. Denzel Bro, was the negotiator. what the hell is going on? No, no, no. What no, no, movie no. am I thinking about where Pacino was the cop? Uh, like whatever. 90 of them. <laughs> Denzel like, was the cop. Clive inside, Owen was the Was the robber heist. inside. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so imagine that in that movie, <laughs> one of the secondary people is now like a huge star. So when that movie comes out, they'll say starring Denzel Washington and Clive Owen, right? And let's say in Netflix of 2040, if that huge person was... Is now the like the king of acting. Yeah. Netflix, when you click that movie, it'll say starring that person. So that's I thought in the if night, they overcome like let's say someone's bigger than Denzel now, which they're not. So the Earth Girls Are Easy movie it says starring like Jim when Carrey? you Google no it says starring like all of the main the main girl and the main guy who were big at the time. But now when you watch it on Prime, it says starring Jim Carrey, yeah. fucking uh, Jeff Goldblum, and Damon Wayans. But when you Google it, it's like all the other people fizzled out because they're young, because they're they young, were young killers. And not, yeah. And it's so funny to watch. Jim Carrey's already murdering his little like supporting role. Murdering. Was he in it enough? Bro, yeah. And the thing, and the little stuff he does, you I can already tell so like, much, oh, man. this guy is Jim Carrey's he's different. to me. He's just iconic. different. He's a different level. Like just what he does, you when when Jim Carrey is with with other people on the screen, your face goes to him. Of course, so, so, so your eyes go to him. Just what he what he does with his face in the moments where he has no lines, even <laughs> like he'll be like, <laughs> like he just shit he does, bro. He just steals the focus every time. That even sounds, and he was like twenty two in it. That sounds like, like Jim that. Carrey. I'm like, man, this guy's high level as fuck. Of course he was gonna be pet detective. Of course he was gonna be all this stuff. Bro, yo, those three movies came out in the same year. Can you understand that? What, what three movies? Pet Detective, The was Mask, eighty nine, and Liar Liar. Not eighty, no, 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 not no. A, not as that movie. Yeah, those are like na- mid to early nineties. The Mask was those ninety four, uh, ninety five, because crazy shit came out in ninety four, ninety five. That was somewhere around there. Illmatic, but, but can you Gump. imagine though? All three of those came out in the same year. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, The Mask, and Dumb and Dumber. That's the third one. They all came out in the they same They all came out in the same year. This guy spent that whole two years Just in a trailer. A bank. Yeah, in a trailer. Yeah, is really what it comes real. down to. Holy shit. His whole thing of even manifesting his... Like, you know how he manifested that $10 million or whatever? No, what? What are you talking he about? He did an interview on uh, Oprah back in, like, the height of his career. And he told her, he's like, one day I wrote myself a check... He wrote himself a check for $10 million and post-dated it for five years and kept it in his wallet every day. And he says, uh, five years to the day, he got his check for The Mask and it was for $10 million. What? The Mask or Dumb and Dumber. One of those three movies yeah. was the first movie that gave him like a $10 million check. And it was literally for $10 million. And it was almost to the day he said that he wrote, he post-dated the check for. Oh. 
I mean, I I want to give them the benefit of that. I know. I don't it, know to the day. But it, like, that's yeah. They just give you ten. I'll give you the checks. Here's your ten million dollar check. Like, can well, he got paid ten mil for a movie that he did. Five yeah. years out from when he wrote that check to him. But it's like a union movie, so they, they pay you for your time on set in a chunk, and then they pay you a royalty probably later on. So you don't get it all in one thing. So that's why maybe he did, but like in my experience in, in this, yeah, are you, you don't get everything on, all in one. Are you the lead actor but they don't and give also you a, a mega check. star? You're, you're shooting for months. Yeah, but don't you, but don't they... See, I don't know. Here's how your works. check. But you shot one year ago in the movie. You always came hear out. like an actor or whatever made fucking twenty million dollars for this movie. Yeah, but I I think it like you that's got to be for the acting services. Everything on the back end. Yeah, telling you in that in that statement. I just think like for the sake of the production, cash flow, everything, they don't just give you a check like when LeBron gets thirty million. Why for the are year, you breaking this down to him getting the one check? He got ten mil for that movie. That's all that matters. He wrote himself a check. Because it made it sound like he got the $10 million check the day of. Like, what? Bro, the point is, the guy is crazy talented. And when you're that talented and you know, and he's just way better I'm than not letting. I'm him. not letting that slide. You're such a poo-pooer, nigga. No, 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 no. You can't let him have this manifestation. He did get a $10 million check. You can't let him have this manifestation. Of I'm, him I got putting no the idea beef. out there. I brought there. this whole thing up to give him kudos. I'm on the Jim Carrey team. Man, I'm just saying it don't work like that. Doesn't dog. sound like you're on the Jim Carrey team. <laughs> Yo, man, you got the ten million dollars. <laughs> he the, manifested, he it, nigga. Watch Oprah, nigga. Hey, he put it out there. He said, "I'm gonna get ten mil for." It said for acting services rendered. I found that so impressive that he wrote rendered too. That's amazing. Rendered. So it's like in the future, and he gave himself five. I gotta years look into that. Five years, you can pull up the fucking Oprah interview, nigga. It's uh, I'm not mad. I'm not you just... pull it up, bro. I'm recording on my phone. Well, we gotta do this right now. <laughs> you fucking, know what I mean? We gotta like, pause. Yes, <laughs> and we come back. He was right. Yeah. <laughs> he was All right. right. Yeah. We move on to the we next. We checked thing. it out. Just... I'm a hater. Yeah, this tea is cold. Cold as ice, nigga. Oh man, did you watch that clip of? Uh... Of Arsenio, it's like a green room clip of Chris Rock, Chappelle, and Arsenio, and like They're talking, talking about uh, Pryor and Eddie yeah. Murphy. That was pretty sick, huh? Yo, I I didn't know that it ran that deep between those two. I know there was animosity because Eddie spoke about it. What did he say about it? Well, he said he never got along with like he, he never got along why. with Cosby. I know yeah, that for with sure. Cosby, yeah. yeah. And then he didn't know why that there was always this kind of rift between him and and Pryor, and then he found out later. I forget who it was that told him, but a comedian told him it was like Pryor was always very like jealous, probably not necessarily probably jealous is the word. He's a young but buck coming exactly. in. Exactly, yeah, he's like yeah. he's threatened. Yeah, he's a young buck. <clears throat> at the at the height of Pryor, Eddie Murphy takes over SNL pretty much, right? Exactly. And then it's like, oh, this guy's career. You're like at the height, but this guy's coming up fast as fuck. And you're like, whatever, man. I'm at Richard Pryor, but obviously deep down, there's some insecurities, right? But yeah. with the Cosby shit, Cosby would be like, why do you got to be? He would tell Eddie Murphy, like, you know, like. Don't swear. Don't swear. We got to do things for the black man. We got to represent them. Like, Shut the fuck away from me, you know? It's very And then he ends up raping everybody, you know? It's very interesting, man. And then he told, he told him, he's like, don't hang out with Richard. Come hang out with me and stuff. Oh, he used to say that to him? Yeah, that's what Eddie said. Yeah. <sighs> Fucking they could date rape together. Imagine being at that position. Where you got like Bill Cosby. I, Bill Cosby's a terrible hang. I would go Richard Pryor every time. I mean, <laughs> you, would you, you say hang that, with Cosby? No, I wouldn't Pryor hang with Cosby. You had the opportunity. It would You'd be, go Pryor. I, yeah, it would have been Pryor all yeah, the time. Yeah. Especially if you're Eddie Murphy. I'm sure like that was 
they were both comedy store guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm sure like Eddie is Eddie because said of whatever. Fryer. It's that in, that story was very nice, but I was just kind of surprised because I didn't expect Pryor to, based on what I heard, like big him up in that way, and then sit on the side of the stage and wait for him to be done, and then walk off together. That's interesting, huh? It's a, uh, it's like a nice moment, but it, you know, I always heard that he was like jealous and shit. So now that kind of puts that all in, into question. I wonder who are the 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 guys right now, like in the game right now. That are gonna be the people twenty years from now, like the Burrs, twenty years from now, the Chappelles, the Hearts, twenty years from now. I know, right? The one. You, that, how many you think will be out of <clears> Toronto? <throat> the power. Because I think Toronto is gonna have a bunch of international names. Twenty years from now, there's gonna be a lot more Russell Peters, like like people like Toronto stories. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I have no idea because as as far as I've always known, comedy is like. You gotta it's go a U.S. To, game. You gotta go to the states. I know, but now the way that COVID hit, the way that the focus has shifted to online presence. Mm-hmm. Why can't then, you build then, a huge audience online and get your visa and tour? But you could have done that before COVID. I know, but like no one was. Now you can't. The focus tour. wasn't like that. So this like, is a necessity situation. But now there's even more competition because everybody's online, whereas opposed to before, it's like some refused to do the online stuff. And like some were but, only online. But it's like Chris Rock said though. It's like you, you only do the show when, when you know they're gonna be wanting. Like more, the second you leave, you don't. When you when you go to a city, you make sure not everyone saw you. Right. You yeah. don't. You don't necessarily go for to the biggest ten venue. shows at the biggest venue. You make sure you leave. You go smash and make sure that people didn't see you. So you build this lore of like, oh God, you guys see this guy next time. So all these people who exist right now online, mm-hmm. once there's an opportunity for them to actually go in a live venue in front of their audience, if they're not creating that level of shit of people like, oh, you got to see this, then they fizzle out. You have to back it up with the actual performance. It all comes down to that live performance, I think. That's the shit that staples you. Because, man, I, I don't know if it was you and I who talked about this, but like, if someone likes us from the podcast and then sees our stand-up, that's a fan forever. Yeah. You know? If yeah. they see our stand-up and listen to the podcast, like, yeah, I like the podcast. But if they like the podcast and then – because the stand-up is the the peak. That's the tip. That's the, the cherry on top, the best that you got. Well, you, you don't know? think you can go the other way? You can, but, like, the stand-up is the best thing. Your stand-up is you, you at your highest. But that's for you. Everybody is. I'm talking about person. you and I. We're standing. Oh, for first. me, yeah. I'm talking about you and yeah, I. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing will touch. Man, I'm still. How many? Have you done like online shows? I did one, and I got tricked into it. It was supposed to be live, and it got canceled. Man, I don't like, know online. how to feel about this shit. I do not know how to feel about this, because I'm like, okay, because it's just not the same. Like it isn't. Regard, and, and you can't look at it as the same. So then to me, it's like, do I want to do that? And it's more of that relevancy thing. It's like, I don't feel like I'm taking anything away from it. I don't feel like I'm saying the jokes as I would on a stage. Because the dynamic is different. It's like... Physicality. You can't step into a bit and step back. You can't do anything. You can't... I've avoided them mostly. I might do one or two here and there. Bro, I did one and I did the... I only did one. I had... I was like... this. The screen was like here and I'm doing like... I'm trying to do my distance to set up my setups <laughs> and, you know, to come in, cl- like all that kind of stuff. And at the end, it was like a seven-minute set. Was it on Zoom? It was on Zoom. 
So what, like was muted? 100 people. It was like a Lebanon benefit thing. You know what's his name? Um, who's the uh, comedian that stutters? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> He's from Montreal. He's like an Arab guy. Nice dude. I don't know. Anyways, he, he was running a benefit. Yeah. And uh, it got canceled. The venue was like, ah, oh, there's too many people type of deal. And then he's like, don't worry, it's Zoom tonight at 7 type of thing. Oh. I'm like, oh, fuck. And Merhej made some excuse last second. You could tell it was an excuse. <laughs> Merhej has, like, Thanksgiving dinner. It's like, yeah, he was planning on being on the show tonight. <laughs> Suddenly he has dinner. <laughs> Whatever. So he dipped. I'm like, I can't also dip in this because people have paid. They're not asking for refunds because it was for charity. Yeah. So I just stuck it out and I did it. And I did my best. And the set was done. And I was like. Anything okay. you could take away from it? Oh, I was like, okay, well, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. Like, that was that. And I was like, uh, you know, for those of you, you know, maybe next time unmute your thing so we can get a little feedback. <laughs> right? Because they're all muted. And then, then everyone. Could you imagine? And then everyone unmuted and went video. And we're like. From their living rooms, applauding, standing, oh, like 20 screens or like this. I'm like, oh, shit, that's good, but you got to give me something during. I got nothing the whole that's seven so minutes. Funny. But at the end, they were like, yo, that's amazing. You're like it's this. It's dangerous, though, to have 100 people unmuted while you're doing comedy. I mean, you can't really. It wasn't 100 people, but you're right. You're 100% right. But it's like muted, like unmuted so for it's the like, laugh. How do you find unmuted the balance? Unmuted for the laugh. Unmuted for the laugh. Zoom should be like, oh, these are laughs. Let the comedian hear them. The How comedian. unnatural is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How fun? Yo, you gotta. It wasn't like natural. I, it's no like an intercom. You just press like. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, people are laughing, but they forget to press the button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I don't know. No, man. it was really weird, bro. I was on the couch upstairs. I brought this light. It was like. I'm not worried about the long term of comedy because I know it will come back once things are opened up again. Like, venues will start to slowly come back and all that stuff. Hopefully, you know, some of our favorites. But um, I'm actually more concerned with the long-term impact that everybody switching to online is going to have. I mean, it'll be good, I think, for the people that are really in stand-up because a lot of them will go away. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, and they've already gone. And they've already Corbett's gone. Or, that's the beauty. Once it's like... Uh, once like the COVID is like a huge explosion and then once the dust settles, we'll see what the result is, you know, yeah. like once the mics come back, shows start happening. I think anybody who had a podcast, anybody who's pushing out content is going to be the first people chosen and the first people like essentially like on people's minds to book. So people with podcasts and content are just going to be like on everything once comedy comes back, I think. And everyone's kind of fizzled out for the most part. Yeah, it'll be interesting, though, because a lot of these places are closed. So I think there's going to be less spots. I think... And, wait, um, and like, more, was, like, battling <clears throat> for them. I was talking to Jeremy Dowski, and uh, he had a really good theory of just... I mean, it's going to go to quality over quantity. Like, because like, it's, it's going to have to. Cream of the crop. Because everybody is going to be chomping at the bit. When things finally open up, you know, people are starving to get out to live entertainment music comedy all that they're starving that's what i'm saying but it's like they're not so you think that they're gonna tolerate like the open micers that you know it's that's gonna what be what i'm saying they tough. might they might not know and the open so mics are gonna be it. and the open mics are closed 
So the actual venues that will be around are going to be looking for people only that people they can charge. Only people with an act. Yeah, you yeah. got to be able. To, I got to be able to charge people admission for this. So it's gonna it's gonna be very interesting. And then open mic scenes, I think, are gonna go to like oh. backyards, yeah, 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 parks. Well, no, no, no. If if the shows can start, the open mics can start, right? Yeah, but it's a matter of because because I think it's gonna be scarce at the beginning. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Shows will so come really first because it's open, a money-making yeah, exact, opportunity. Bingo. Will come first. Bingo. Yeah, the shows will come before the money the will open come mic. first. So we only get literally all the headliners. We'll get we'll do showcase style show with all headliners. Yeah, they're all doing 10, 15 minutes, get a piece, dip, and then all the people who are like open micers and trying to like be features, they're gonna struggle because now all the cream of the crop rises, and they're the only people getting chosen. And then eventually, I think new bars will open. All the bars who died, there'll be like a flipping of bars. All the bars who died and will just be like four lease signs for a year. And then suddenly the the bylaws change so you can have a venue. Mm -hmm. So all these bars are like, okay, now it's actually restart my bar. Okay, how do I get people in this bar? A guy comes up, let me do an open mic. Tuesdays, people. And the same demand thing will restart. The same reason. Open I think it's going to be slower for the mic scene, man. I really do. Just because... The mic scene is so reliant on the small ma and pa. Yeah, yeah you're places. right. I agree and with And those that. are the people that are getting wiped out right now. And I think it'll be tougher to get those people back in to new operations and new bars. Mm. Like after all. No, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's the same person. I'm oh, saying, I know. I know. I'm saying the, 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 the saying venue that is be, clearly I think there may be bar. less people willing to take like the restaurant, bar, muffin shop approach now. After COVID. You think? 100%, man. 100%. Like, are you, like, after all this just went down, yeah, you have no idea the way, yeah, it'll be years. Well, I'm saying, let's say 2023. Let's say the, the, we spit that number out. Let's say 2023. People are vaccinated. This is, this is not even a, people aren't even afraid of it. It's like another flu. There's no fear, really. It's just get vaccinated, this or that. It's, it's past. 2021 with the training wheels of the vaccine, 2022, the numbers are nothing compared to 2020. And then like end of 2022, 2023, things are kind of back to normal. There isn't that stigma anymore. Then all the places that have a physical bar and they ran out of business, someone's like, I'm going to start a bar there. They have a bar. They It's set up for a bar. Mm-hmm. I just got to fucking stock it and make it my bar. And now there's 20, just like there's 100 dispensaries right now opening up. Once things fix, all the bars will open back up. Because that's, man, we're a fucking, drinking we're Canadian, society, we're a yeah. drinking society, bro. As soon as things are normal, all the bars open back up. People are going to be out and with people more than they ever were before COVID. Just because, like, oh, my God. We're with we people. took it for granted. We, yeah, let's, yeah, let's all get together for drinks all the time. It's going to become like Japanese society. We drink after every workday type shit. <laughs> and when that happens, bro. <laughs> And they're like, yeah, come do your show. Let's have people here. Like it's, it's a go out at night type society. I think it'll switch to that more so than it but was already. Yeah, it already was, but more so than it was. And then it'll level back out to, to pretty much what it'll it has to level back yeah, out. Everything levels back out, but it's like, you don't get to go out anywhere for two, three years. When you can, you better believe people are going to be like, it's going to be like record to sales, record bar sales, wreck everywhere. No one is drinking at home. No one will be drinking at home. <laughs> which means mad open mics, music open mics, stand up, live music, bro. It is the time for us at that time. I don't know. I'm just, I'm not as optimistic as you are on that one. I just don't see it jumping that quickly. 
I just I just don't. I'm I talking think, about the second the piece of uh, the I know, changes. but I don't think I don't think I don't think people's ability to reestablish like that will be as high when the time comes that we can go back out and do everything like normal. I don't like. I think COVID scared so many like potential business people. You know how many people just opened a bar. You know, like all the, like I don't know, man. I feel like it's freaked a lot of people out. But that, that again, it's just one opinion versus the other. Like I hope you're right. For everybody who I, for every person who had a bar that failed because of COVID, there is a younger person who fucking used to bartend, and now things are back to normal. There's all these venues that are are set up for bars, and the the bank is just looking for something, or and they're not condos yet. And then it's going to be for the taken. It'll be, it'll be like a buyer's market. Let's hope, man. I really do hope. I think that's what's going to happen, man. You can't... You, 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 you take anything away from a people, like you deprive them of it. The second that you, you don't deprive them of it, they want, they want nothing but that thing. Yes, but these people are broke. That's my thing. I'm talking about banks, bro. Bank, people don't open up businesses you out think, of their pocket. You think people are going to come out of COVID and want to go take out a loan to open up a bar? Yes, that's what I'm telling you. People are gonna be going out to bars like no. People are gonna other. be wanting to go it's to bars. It's gonna be the best investment gonna to be... get a bar. You think so? Yes, because it's like okay, if I let's look at a ten year thing, assuming that another pandemic is not gonna come in the next ten years, and all people want is a bar for the next year or two. This is the drinking society. Let me open up a bar and it'll level up for the eight years. It'll be just like having a bar in 2018. That's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, it's a bar. You know what I mean? It'll be like the Blackjack Barbecue in the East End of Toronto. Oh, my it's God. It's just, you know, it's a bar. You know what I mean? It's a right. bar. <laughs> There's a show there, and it's a bar. Yeah. It's not like the hype spot, but it's a bar. Yeah, man, I hope. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I hope. I fucking hate this. Like, it's just been like 100 episodes of just hoping. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It, Nobody you really know knows. I mean? like, I hope it's There's people that are more optimistic than others. There's people that are more, like, down than others. It's like... I don't know, man. I'm just trying to be realistic about shit. I I would rather hope for it to happen than to think it's gonna like than to try and bank on it or to bank on it and then it not happen. It's like you said, man. People are it's so like when you when you know entertainment. Yeah, it's like when people hype up a movie before you've seen it, and then you go and see it. And it's like this isn't that good. Yeah. Okay. So you're managing your expectations. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, yo, I actually, it, deep down, yeah. I'm like you, but I'm yeah. not letting it come out. Because I know. I'm being optimistic because it's like you said, people are starved for those things. Now, those things only happen in a couple places. Forget about outside because we're talking about when the law lets you be inside. Yeah. Theaters. So you're waiting for all the big acts to come to town, right? Yeah. Arenas, I don't even know if that will be allowed. Forget about those. The huge gatherings, it's going to take longer for them to like trickle back in. Mm-hmm. Versus all the bar stuff. Those are the ones that the green light's going to go on for the first. The one where it's 50 people inside. Those are the ones where bylaws are going to allow first. It's not the thousands yeah, of right. theaters, right? Yeah. So then all of those places will, as, soon as, yeah, the, the, as soon as there's demand for them, they'll open back up. And there'll be demand for entertainment, so they'll fill back up with entertainment, whatever that entertainment that people want is. People love comedy. It's the time of comedy. All the biggest podcasts are run by comedians. Comedians, yeah. It's the comedy era, bro. It's going to come back. I know it. we got to fucking just live. Oh, it's going to come back. I, just, I, I, have no, I have no 
qualms about that. It's definitely going to come back. It's just how long, how fast, and how sustainable. But here's a question, and uh, we could actually end off on this. Okay. Good, because uh, I got to take a shit. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> Uh, did, I, did you? <laughs> did I need to tell your audience that? No, they they know. Yeah, yeah. They know. They know. They They're know. watching this. They're I, seeing you pinching. Yo, it's, the, it's the Arab tea, bro. It's yeah, the, I had this. You asked tea. for. Yo, I asked you if this is a if this is a laxative or a diuretic. Do you think, like, in the trajectory of a comedian's career, mm. open micer, feature act, decent headliner, known headliner, established headliner, international headliner? You know, and forget about the international part, but open mic are the proper undisputed to known headliner. Are you happy that COVID hit in your, <laughs> was that a nice part? I just farted. You should have turned that mic down. I just farted. I'm so sorry. Are you happy that COVID hit in your, in your stage of wherever you are in that? Actually, I'm so happy. No, that hell no. I'm happy that I, no. I, I think of myself as an open mic going to a feature act. I would hate to be eating Sebastian Maniscalco, man, he's doing fucking arena tours to just go back to. Yeah, no, that would okay. Where your whole life is set up on stand up money. You know, we maybe are lucky that's a good that point. our life is not set up on stand up money. That is a good point because actually, the, the, during the first lockdown, that's what I was very happy about. I'm like, oh, not all my money comes from stand up yet. <laughs> For me, which I was none working towards, yeah. but like, I'm like, okay, so I'm. I, I still have my job and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. I could get EI. Yeah. Because I was working, which a lot of comedians couldn't. And it's like, okay, so that's a that's a plus. But in terms of opportunity, like, I feel like 2020 was the year that everything actually... And I don't know if it's a going to click statement. for you. You were going to do Not GFL. Not even was going to. It was. Yeah. Like, it, it, the opportunities lined up. I got one. I got to execute one. You were going to tour out was, west too, right? I was going to do the tour out west, which would have been my first tour. would have been my first time out west. JFL asked for me by name to showcase. No way. Yeah, which had never happened before. At Nubian? At Nubian, yeah. Oh, God damn. But they're like, yo, we want to see Black Zeus. And oh. I'm like, when I heard that, I'm like... Oh, it's time. It's about to happen. I'm like, okay... Cause I crushed my I crushed my showcase the year before. Like, okay. I, and so wait, you said you people did were a telling me that year. I had like I had, I'm not gonna name names, but people were telling me like you'll be ready for the call up, and I didn't. I quell I quelled all that shit in me. Comedy is like the military. Like you're getting it's called so crazy. to the front lines, <laughs> and you don't know, but you don't know if it's real or not. Yeah. So like I I learned through trial and error is like okay, don't get hype up on what the reaction is. Just would let you have done new up. faces if you did well? I mean, I don't know where they would have put me, but I would imagine so. That's gotcha. what they're doing with it. Yeah. Um, and that's if I made it through. I'm not even going to gotcha, get that gotcha. cocky. Yeah, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. But they yeah. just asked for me to showcase by name, which had never happened before. I got to headline Nubian. So at least I got that in. Me and me and Hisham got the last potentially ever. Yeah. I don't know if, like, I hope Nubian comes back. I think it'll come back. I would imagine Once so. Once Giux gets their new location. Yeah, I would imagine yeah, so. Yeah, that's yeah, an yeah. established. Because that's like a money, that's a cash cow for them right off the top. Because all of Toronto has been uh, conditioned to last – or is it the last or first? Last Sunday. Last Sunday of the month for two decades, it's Kenny's show. Wherever he puts it, it's going to fill up. So as soon as he I can do it – I show such a staple. I don't see yeah. it going away. But, um, but, yeah, just things were lining up. And Brian <laughs> hit right after. <laughs> Yo, I swear to God, we went on first lockdown – I remember this, bro. It was like two days before the showcase was supposed to happen. And then everything, 
Like, because they didn't say that the showcase was canceled, but no one was also saying, hey, it's still happening. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, shit, I don't think it's going to happen. And then everything just shut down. And I'm like, fuck. Same. I, mean, I, I didn't have JFL, but I had, uh, you know, Ryan at Yucks. Yeah. I was doing the Yucks showcase March 30th. And the shit locked down March 15th or 16th, right? Yeah. So that's gone. That's out of the window. But uh, I was thinking about, like, the question. I was thinking the worst person com- in the, the worst part in your the co- comedian's trajectory yeah. is that beginning headliner. If COVID hit when you just started, like, consistently you quit your job. headlining. Because you just quit, you quit your, your job. Yeah. You just got on all comedy money. Because the established headliners have to have savings. Bill mm. Burr is, like, not dying. You know what I mean? He's got his podcast. He's got his sponsors. And he's got, what, 10, 15 years of doing theater runs. Like, not 15, but 10 years of theater runs, right? He's got yeah. savings. Sebastian, he just did Madison Square Garden four shows. He should be good for a couple of years. Mm. You know? It's that. G- and the open micers, we still didn't get off the teeth of employment. <laughs> and, like, the bottom shit, right? So, it's that. I feel like yeah. it's, like... I don't even know. I can't come up with a name in Toronto, but it's like that fr- Marito probably people like Marito probably took the biggest hit, you know, because he's probably eating off a of comedy right? Yeah. when it first hit. Man, I know. Uh, remember when that uh, Sirius XM thing broke where what? they were going to stop like paying out to oh, Canadian comics and all that like crazy. Stuff? Yeah. I mean, the reason that that was such a big deal to comics who were living off of comedy. Yeah. Like most of those guys were in the states and paying their rent because of the residual checks that they were getting from, from the albums they from dropped, the albums they dropped, and all yeah. the plays they were getting on Sirius. Apparently, it was like a G or two a month type deal. Bro, it was it was, it was real money. It was real money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and one of the the very limited ways that comedians in, in Canada, Canada, yeah, were getting paid real money. It was it, the only way, actually, right? Pretty much. This is like I the mean, unless only yeah, unless you got on, but then at that point you're out of Canada, you know. And you're not relying on a residual check to. It's probably like a nice bonus, but it's like Mark the bonus and like yeah, people like man, that, like, where it's like this is paying my rent here in LA while I try to establish myself. And so here. during the pandemic, a lot of those guys were freaking out because we were still figuring out the SiriusXM thing. But what, that happened just after, no? The SiriusXM was like just for background for people like, uh, who's the fucking guy, the bald head dude? Oh my god, this is gonna bother me. Deal or no deal, guy. Germaphobe. Oh my god, this is gonna bother me. I know. Anyways, he's like the head of JFL, right? Oh no, he runs the he runs that station. He's the he even has a show on it. Fuck. You're better with these names. Oh my god, this is gonna piss me off. Ah, whatever, man. I this is just gonna extend your runtime. Well, Google it. Get your phone out. This is pissing me off. My phone's on the floor. Oh, you you can touch the floor. Like Like it's like placed in such a weird way. And then what? What am I going to search? This. So I want to give an actual background on what the fuck happened. Because we're just being like when that shit happened. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But it was him. He pretty much tried to like privatize it or pull it so they make more money, right? Oh, no. He was the face of it. Was, Howie Mandel. It was, Howie, Howie, yeah, Mandel. Okay. Howie Mandel was the face of it. Yeah. Ben Miner is the name I'm trying to think of. Because he's the one that actually runs the Canadian. So there's a Canadian comedy channel on Sirius XM. Um <laughs> That wasn't my fart. That this was my phone case. Oh, okay. That's so funny. <laughs> like, this guy's almost ready. He's brewing. He's almost, it's almost ready. my phone case. Um, so the way it worked was the Canadian comedians would record albums and stuff or even just record bits in the hopes of getting them played on XM 
because you would get real residual money and you get like a check on a monthly or an like by like a by monthly. Yeah, 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 exactly. And um, so the station didn't necessarily get bought out. It got rebranded to Just for Laughs. Yeah. And then Just for Laughs, like in this deal that they made with Sirius, like it's like took the worst over, deal. Yeah, they took over the the um, the actual cultivation of the channel. So like all the bits, people started slowly realizing like all the jokes that they were playing were no longer like local Canadian comedians. It was all American. It was stuff. all American. Like it was Canadian comedians from Just for Laughs. Yeah. Or American comedians from Just for Laughs, and they re- they found out that Just for Laughs like worked this back end deal. Where they got to pick the content. So essentially it took money directly out of... This was like the one path of like... You get to a place. You record a good album. Or like you said... Usually the bits came from the albums. Yeah. Like you you record a good album. You put it on Spotify, whatever. And it makes its way into this XM like stream. You submit. Yeah, you submit. What's it in... I forget what the thing is called. Ben Miner. Do you actually submit to... No, I never... Because I don't have an album yet. I mean, that's, and that's the thing is like, it doesn't necessarily have to be. And that whole process is shadowy as fuck. That's the thing about comedians too. They don't share any information like this until you get to that point where people go like, where the established guy walks up to you. It's kind of like shaking out the weeds is how I see it. Yeah. The established, at one point, once you've made it through all the noise, the established guy goes, yo, look, you need to go submit for A, B, and C. You need to do this. This is how I got everything. And like, this is how I got into acting. Some guy in San Francisco set me aside and goes, look. Go get your headshots. Go do this, this. And like actually told no one tells you shit yeah. until they see it in you. But otherwise there's no open source information to of be, how to, to be do honest, all this shit. I think it's even Bro, I it's, think it's, it's, like, it's, a good, it's like a friends game, man. It's really if you get in with a click and then one of those people happens to like But start so then to this way it's like the way. funny loner can't the but the internet has let the funny loner get an audience. But before the internet I guess you couldn't make it being the funny loner, because you need. You'd have to travel. You with, need yeah. that network to be yeah. like, hey, you need to go apply for Showbiz this. Showbiz is all networking. It's all yeah. So any our, corporate job is all networking. By even the way. if you're a loner, like, if you're a loner in comedy, I would imagine you still like talk. Sebastian to is apparently the biggest loner. Who? Sebastian Maniscalco. Oh really? Back in the comedy store days, he would just come in, he would dip, he would do his shit, four season shifts, in and out. Well, there you go. See, yeah. so it's dude. But yeah, but that's in, but you, I mean, that's in the States, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And comedy, so he's in L.A., right? Yeah. But uh, the long and short of it is essentially this deal was taking one of the only opportunities out of, like, Canadian comedians' pockets to make livable money. And then it was the first time I saw all everyone go up in arms. Sandra Badalini, all these veteran comedians. Yeah. We're like, no, fuck that shit. I think that's actually when a lot of the... Newer comedians or even comedians that aren't established as headliners and working their way up and stuff. I think that is where a lot of them found out about this process. I didn't even know about it. Yeah. Because there were comics fighting for this money that most comics didn't even know existed. And then they were asking other comics who didn't know it existed to fight, to help them fight for this money. That they weren't yeah, they're like, come see. on, guys, they're, ro- they're robbing it was like, us. It was it's so... Like, f- it, but like, I mean... But overall, if you really are in comedy, yeah, if you get regardless to that of point, what point you, get to that point you are at that time, you have a vested interest in making sure that this is this is in comedians' favor because you hope to get to that point eventually. But but yeah, it goes back to what you're saying that people don't really share information. So you get like it's networking. It's it's getting good 
And then also being likable enough that people want to share this information with you. You don't even have to be that likable. Just be approachable because there's non-approachable people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like as long as you got your crew and you're approachable, you'll be good. You'll be good. If you're those loners who are also not approachable, it's like, what are you doing? It's going to take you <laughs> double the time. It's going to take you double the time, you know? Yeah. So, but it is what it is. I think uh, probably a good spot to land it, huh? Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. Tell the people where to find you. I think they already know. but AKA Black Zeus on all social media, AKA BlackZeus.com. I got a podcast, Black Zeus the Podcast, every Wednesday. iTunes, Google, Spotify, YouTube. Uh, Look working, it up. I'm working on some new video shit, so go subscribe to that YouTube, please, and thank you. You know what I'm saying? It's updated weekly now. Hell yeah, I'll put that in the description. Trying to get on that content train, but, like, again, do it in a way where I don't feel like I am betraying my artistic identity. I, or, yeah, yeah, bingo. That's the best way to put it. Okay. That's good, because I did that. And it gave you me, actually feel that way? It gave me shit on my face. <laughs> you <laughs> actually feel that way? Like no, could, not right now. Yeah, well, not I anymore, but you did do that for And you bit. react. Yeah. You'd be like, eh, that's what I told you. That one week of doing it like that, where I was like, no, this is this is stupid. It's not sustainable. It doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm, I'm giving my life up for this, for these to grow these numbers. This is stupid. What am I doing? But, uh, but yeah, man, fucking as always, bro. Respect. Thank I got to come do your pod soon. Yeah, it's going to happen this week. Hell yeah, brother. From my end, yo, I appreciate y'all coming in. Uh, if you want to support the show directly, check out patreon.com slash the immigrant section. Get weekly bonus episodes, behind the scenes content, a bunch more shit. I love y'all. Tell one friend about the show. Let's grow it. And until next time, y'all the best. Peace. Peace.